Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Monday, and believe it or not, happy seventh day of the election. When did we have election months instead of election days? It's insane. We still don't have a decision on the House. We still don't have a decision on Arizona governor. I know you are frustrated. I was traveling the country this week, and I gave a speech in Dallas, gave a speech in Michigan, and the palpable frustration that people have that we can't get this election system fixed, that Republicans can't seem to compete with absentee ballots, that they've surrendered on it rather than try to play on it and beat the Democrats at it. It was that every person I talked to had the same frustration. Very enlightening. It's always good to get outside of Washington and talk to real people. I got an earful this weekend, and it led me to write a couple of stories, which before we get to our great lineup today, I'm going to talk about. But first, let me tell you who's coming on the show. Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the Customs and Border Patrol Agency. We just had the chief of the CPB, CBP step down this weekend under pressure. Magnus, Thomas Magnus stepped down under pressure from President Biden after presiding over one of the worst migration, illegal migration periods in American history. Well, he's out of the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the agency, how bad the records are, how bad the morale is inside the agency. Really important conversation. We cannot take our eye off the border, no matter how many other things, important things are going on in the world. And there are, right? China, Russia, the economy, the fentanyl crisis, which is really from the border. But Mark Morgan, one of the smartest people I've ever met on the border, he's going to come on the show. And then we're going to take you to one of the great generals of a citizen army in America. Uh, we had a story over the weekend that one of the places conservatives and Republicans did really well on the election is in school board races. Well, the commander in chief, the field general for transforming America's school boards is the co-founder of Moms for Liberty. And Tiffany Justice will be here to talk about what she's done, how she did it, what she needs for the future, and where the next 
conversations about schools and universities go. You're going to love this. I spent some time with her when she was at the Heritage Action Conference down in Dallas, a really thoughtful interview from a really thoughtful and impactful leader. Tiffany Justice went from total obscurity to running a 250-chapter army of moms who are really having an impact. They're not violent. They're not mean. They're just determined and they're getting stuff done by changing school boards, school administrators, getting FOIAs. We're going to talk about how Tiffany Justice has done that and what is the next step in her movement to create a parent's rights, legislative and bureaucratic recognition that parents are the ultimate sayers of their children's future. Not like what Eric Swalwell said on Friday, that parents having a say over their kids' education is like a patient doing their own surgery. That's not true. That was a terrible analogy. But it does give you a sense of a mindset of elitist liberals where they are. Parents, you don't have a say. You're not smart enough for your own child. We are. That's the message Eric Swalwell delivered. And he, he said the unspoken out loud for Democrats. All right, so we're going to get to Mark Morgan, and we're going to get to Tiffany Justice in just a second. But before we do that, I want to get to a couple of stories I wrote over the weekend that have had a pretty profound effect on people. First is my analysis of what conservatives in the election have to do going forward. I called it the Gipper strategy. I talked to about three dozen Republican and Democratic strategists about where did the Republicans go wrong? in this election. What do they need to do? And I put it in the vein of the decision that Ronald Reagan faced after losing the Republican nomination in the summer of 1976 at the Republican National Convention. He lost to Ford because Ford had a better ground game at the convention. And the Gipper, as we call him, was told, hey, Ronnie, good job. You ran twice for president. You were governor for two terms. Time to pack it in. No one is going to vote for a 69-year-old candidate in 1980. Fade into the sunset peacefully. Will you? Enjoy it. Thank you for your service. Ronald Reagan had a different plan. He said, you know what? Going on with what God has given us, confident there's a destiny somehow seems to bring a reward we wouldn't exchange for any other. In other words, just because I lost, I still know what I was called to do, and I'm going to fight to get it. And he used relentless discipline, and he commandeered the ticket in 1980, and he then brought the party together, a very divided party, kind of like what we see between Trump v. DeSantis right now. He picked George Bush. Nobody thought he'd pick George Bush. In fact, they were courting Gerald Ford, and then at the last minute, Ronald Reagan said, get George on the phone. He's my guy. And he sewed together an extraordinary coalition that gave Republicans 12 years of control of Washington. So I had a six-point plan that these 20, 30 people I talked to offered. One is fix the GOP's leadership problem. Either Mitch McConnell and McCarthy can get along with their rank and file, or they should get out of the way and yield to other people. I think either scenario could happen. That's up in the air. But it's got to be resolved. The Republicans need to make the Georgia Senate runoff the party's unifying moment. Everybody has to come together. It doesn't matter if Ron DeSantis doesn't like Trump, Trump doesn't like Brian Kemp. Nobody cares. Go get the last soldier left on the field and bring him home. That's what people told me in these interviews. Stop unilaterally disarming on absentee ballots. Republicans, it's legal in Nevada. It's legal in Arizona. It's legal in Pennsylvania. Whining and saying, oh, the Democrats keep beating at it. We're too principled to do that is Unilateral disarmament, a term that Ronald Reagan would use when he wouldn't give up to the Democrats. It's clear from all the people I talked to, including at the dinner last night in Michigan, 80% of the people I talked to said, we got to play games. We got to get in the game on absentee ballots. We got to go do it. 
A fourth thing, stop pulling the pin on hand grenades in your own foxhole and letting it blow up your own people. Stop fragging your own. If you're a Republican and you got a hand grenade and you pulled the pin, throw it on the other guys. That's actually what Ronald Reagan told George H.W. Bush in one of their conversations. I've got that fun anecdote in there. The fifth thing Republicans have to do, they have to adjust the message at the dinner table. without You don't have to change your values, but make it more dinner table. Kevin McCarthy gave a 150-point agenda. Nobody's going to read a 150-point agenda in real America. Make it dinner table. When Ronald Reagan wanted to make the Goldwater Doctrine popular, you know what he did? He boiled it down to two things. The Soviet Union is our evil empire, and we're going to beat it by peace through strength. That's it. When they had voodoo economics and trickle-down economics, he said, you know what? What I'm really doing is shrinking failed government and putting the money back into your hardworking pockets. Those sort of simpler messages, kind of like what Donald Trump had in 2016, I'm going to build the wall, right? You do what he stood for. McCarthy's plan was too obtuse, too late, too complicated, read like a Paul Ryan spreadsheet. And then the sixth idea that came up, which might be unthinkable to some people right now, given all the vitriol that's going on, but Donald Trump and Ronald DeSantis could, if they had the courage to do so, do the unthinkable. You know what that is? Create a super ticket. A Trump DeSantis super ticket would be pretty significantly formidable, according to all the people I talked to. By the way, Democrats fear that more than anything for the interviews I did. Six ideas. Go check them out. The headline of the story is The Gipper Strategy, Six Bold Ideas for Republicans to Rebound from 2022 Midterms. All right. The other story I did, the goal of winning the House was to be, start to begin accountability. It looks like the House will be slightly, teeny-weeny bit Republican, maybe two to five, six seats total. I talked to all of the chairmen last week, the potential chairman, Jim Jordan, James Comer, some of them are on the show, Ron Johnson, the Senate, not going to be chairman, but had some great ideas. And I came up with all the investigations they're focused on, starting with January 6th, vaccine injuries, Hunter Biden and the Biden family scandals, the Justice Department, the FBI, whistleblowers, weaponization of law enforcement, politicization of the FBI. I put them out in a long laundry list with exactly what these chairmen have in mind for each. Read this story. Republicans rev up probes on everything from vaccine injury to January 6th security fillers. Check it out. It's a very powerful story. It gives you the laundry list. Remember that if Republicans want something, it's going to be the House. This will be one of the biggest things Republicans can deliver. Finally, a round of accountability that we haven't had in a very long time. So those are the two stories I want to talk to you about. The other one to check out is the school board story. If you get a chance, look at that. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about that in the uh, conversation today. All right, folks, before we go to commercial break, our good friends at Birch Gold Group, they have been on this show for two years, not only consistently supporting us, but also putting on their best people, people like Philip Patrick, who comes on and gives you the truth about where the economy is going, not the spin job. He said right from the beginning, inflation wouldn't be transitory. Interest rates would have to go up way up, that we would hit a recession, that we would have a deceleration to stagflation. Remember all those things you heard on the show. Well, his recommendation is go check out Precious Metal and stabilize your retirement portfolio. Hedge against inflation. And the way to do that was with gold put into your portfolio. To find out how you do that, all you got to do is text Just News, the word Just News, to 989898. One more time, Just News to 989898. Get a free info kit on diversifying into gold. And when you do this, before Black Friday, you're going to get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make. You're going to get some free gold when you make a purchase, but you have to take advantage of this by texting Just News to 989898. All right, you want to make your performance and your retirement a little bit better? 
Want to get a free bar of gold? It's really simple. Text the word Just News to 989898. You're going to get a free info kit that tells you how you can use precious metals to save for your retirement, hedge your bet, and get it in a tax-deductible, tax-sheltered account. That's really cool. And one more time, Just News 989898. You know what to do. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. Mark Morgan up next right after these commercial messages. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer. No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, folks. Everybody has been talking about the border before the election, after the election. We're going to be talking about it until something fundamental changes. And right now we have one of the most important voices on border security joining us today. Former Commissioner Mark Morgan. Sir, good to have you here today. John, thanks for having me. You have been the most rational policy solution. When, when there's a crisis, you have an answer to how we do this. It seems as though Alejandro Mayorkas, the people below him in CBP, they don't have answers. They don't seem to understand the mission or the solutions. What's going on on the inside? Oh, I, I think to a degree, some of them do. I think some of them don't. But I think uh, Secretary Mayorkas, he does know. You know, remember, he was a deputy secretary of DHS. Uh, I was actually chief of border patrol. I actually worked for him. This man knows. What I think is he doesn't care. 
I think what what drives Myarchus is his the his pursuit of his personal ideology and the second third order negative effects to America. He doesn't care. He knows that the borders are open. He he, he knows right, right? and and he knows that, that 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 criminals are coming across, murders, rapists, and pedophiles among the one million known Godaways. He knows that potential terrorist threats are among the one million known Godaways. He knows that border patrol resources are pulled off the line to deal with the millions of illegal aliens, allowing drugs to pour in the cartels. Have I could go on. He knows all of that. He doesn't care. Wow. That's the issue. And that's why I keep saying that he's the most dangerous man in this administration. Look, real quick, look, gas prices, for example. I don't want to make light of that, John. That's important. And that, that's having a real impact to Americans across our country every single day. But here's the reality of that. High gas prices, as hard as it is, isn't killing anybody. Our open borders are. Yeah, the acceleration of fentanyl coming across the border is shocked even the most uh, veteran of DEA agents. They can't believe the number. What they're saying is the cartels take all the money from human trafficking and they yep. plow it back into the product. And China is like, hey, how, tell us when you need your next supply. Absolutely. And that's another thing we don't talk about. So in 2018, the human smuggling part, not the drugs, the smuggling was about a $500 million industry. Now, fast forward, it's a $13 billion industry annually. So, of course, what do you think they're doing? They're taking that funding that Joe Biden has literally handed them and helped them get, right? And they're just improving their trade craft to get drugs across. And you can see it in fentanyl. I mean, now, right, they move to the, the rainbow fentanyl, the candy fentanyl, whatever you want to call it. Why? Because now they're trying to hook the next generation for the next 40, 50, 60 years. It is stunning. And uh, the process starts with China. We, we, sometimes people in Washington don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation about China, but all those precursors are coming from China. The cartels can't make it without the product coming in in its raw form. Um, there are some people, we had a conversation with Abe Hamaday, the uh, likely attorney general for uh, Arizona, uh, Carrie Lake, if she becomes governor, that they're going to look at litigation to try to pin down China and to call out China and maybe start some international action. Uh, what is it that this administration could do? There should be a stark message we could tell China, you're killing our children. Stop it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's even beyond that. So it's not just the drugs. I mean, China, look, at CBP, this is another mission that CBP, Customs Border Protection, has a lot of people don't understand, but it's also commodities coming in. Yeah. China, the, the counterfeit products that are coming in from China uh, into the United States, that, that is, it is a multi-billion dollar scam that's impacting small businesses and, and consumers because there's dangerous products that are coming right. in, right? So China is this absolutely global threat for this country. And I think that's part of the, the challenge that I think this election had for, for me was, I think we have to get better at putting the issues on the kitchen table and explaining what they are and having a plan. I've heard that, you know, uh, for, for several days now, and I think that's right. I think that was one of the downfalls of the Republican Party is all they did was they kept saying how bad this administration, the current administration sucks, but they didn't come with a very well-articulated, common sense, easily understood plan to fix it. The American people could understand. Yeah, you've got to boil politics down to the dinner table, that's like you correct. said. And if you don't, you talk past the people. Even if you got the right solution, you talk past them. Um, there's a mixed message in the, uh, the election. Republicans overwhelmingly win the popular vote, but they lose some of the more important races. They don't get enough of a majority to make a difference in the House. The Senate's still going to be up for grabs, probably all the way to Georgia. Um, what can a Republican House do to start to put pressure and create some solutions through the budget process for that border? Because the numbers this year are so devastating, I can't even think about what 2023 would look like. I, I, I'm with you on that. I couldn't have said about it myself. Look, even though it's a slight 
majority. It doesn't matter if it's one, right? They, they, they're going to have the gavel. The power of the purse is extremely important. But look, they've got to have the political strength, courage, and will to use that power and that authority. They've got to stop the bleeding. Now, look, is, is, are they going to be able to pass legislation that, that the president is going to accept? Probably not. But look, they can stop the bleeding. For example, let's stop funding DHS, the very organization that is shepherding in the open border policies that are literally killing Americans. Oh, by the way, and killing migrants, by the way, every single day. Let's say no. Enough is enough. We're not going to continue because if they don't, they're enablers. And here's I'm going to say something, too. And I know it's, it's not always popular, but that includes being willing to shut down the government, to say enough is enough. And to have the political strength, courage and will. And like you said, the ability to articulate to the American people why we're doing it, because literally Americans are dying every single day because of this administration's open border policies. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. But I, I tell you, I'm hopeful, but I'm skeptical. Yeah, I think the American people are, too. Maybe why they didn't close the deal, because they didn't feel that the Republican candidates were uh, going to deliver what they said they were going to deliver. And, and, and we and we have. And, and organizations like Heritage and other conservative think tanks, we have delivered. We gave, we gave, we have given Congress, we've given the Republicans, we, we got together about uh, several conservative think tanks, we developed a coalition ladder, border security. We, we gave out a detailed roadmap. If they do this, they will be able to secure the border. John, that should be HR1. That should be the first proposal. If it isn't, we already know there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And I got to tell you, I probably will never be invited back to the Capitol Hill because both (laughs) both the Republicans and Democrats will hate me because I'm going to be going after the Republicans. Yeah. Listen, it's going to be on their watch now. They have to fix this. And listen, under Trump, you saw with your leadership, we fixed it. We did. It was going down. The border was secure. Fentanyl was slow. Uh, it's not hard. It's just a, it's a one side has an ideology that says they want to do it. The other side hasn't shown the will to stop it. It's, that's, that's, that's exactly right, John. That's what it's about. The, the, this current administration is not being driven by what is in the best interest of America. Their their policies driven what's in the best interest of their political party and their ideology. We can't have policies that's driven by ideology and politics. It's got to be driven by what's in the best interest of this country. I believe that's what we we're doing in the Trump administration. We had the most secure border in our lifetime. It wasn't 100 percent secure. But here's what we were trying, though. No, you darn were. To get yep. it that way. And, and there was a trend line. That's there the was. thing. I mean, data doesn't lie. And that data was going down. And, and, and you talk to the front agents who literally see it every day, like we have more tools. It's working. The cartels don't want to mess with us anymore. That's and right. so it's so obvious what's happened. Um, there's an interesting concept that uh, Congressman Andy Biggs has put out there, which is maybe we can impeach Mayorkas, maybe we can't. But you know what we could do? We could defund him tomorrow. A thing called the Holman Rule. It's been around since the Civil War. The idea that sending a message to Mayorkas in the first week, all right, you want to stick around? You're sticking out without any pay, without any funding for your office. Something dramatic has to be done, right, to make it make it clear that he's let the American people down. I, I think so. That's right. I think that goes to exactly what I was talking about. Like, we have to do something. The Republicans have to take bold, strong, committed action. Now, I'm skeptical because, you know, look, President Trump, he had the White House the House and the Senate for two years. And, and the Republicans failed to pass a single piece of border security legislation that would have stopped about 85% of what's going on now. So I'm hopeful but skeptical, but that's exactly the kind of stuff that has to be done. Now, look, any bigs, I'm a huge fan, but uh, I believe that Secretary Marcus should be impeached because part of what the, the I think the Republicans need to do is send a message to the American people that those that violate the law, those that are driven by ideology and politics rather than what's in the best interest 
interests in America and those that abdicate their oath of office and the Constitution that damage this country, they should be held accountable. Yeah. They you, should be held accountable. You're living up to your oath. You should be out. That's right. It's, it's, it's like the water boy not bringing water to the football game. He's out. That's right. Um, as you look out over the next 60 days, uh, uh, October was a very ugly month at the border. Yeah. Um, the cartels seem to be accelerating, hoping to get as much in before. What should we be watching for uh, heading into the holidays with the border and maybe from people who've been in the border already organized in this country? Yeah, so October right now. And of course, the CBP hasn't released the of numbers, course, yeah. right? Of course. But right now, source we're getting, we're, we're looking at probably 250,000 a month of October. So total encounters, right? Plus another 80,000 gotaways. That's, that's to put in perspective, the last October under uh, President Trump, that number is 45,000, just to put that in perspective. If you, if you, Keep going that that this year could be over four million. FY23 could be over four million total gotaways and got, uh, total encounters and gotaways in a single 12 month period. It's astronomical. It and there is there's no one in sight. And what, what I see when, when whenever there's a change, right, either midterms or through, you know, White House administration is the cartels know that. So they're going to think, okay, even if the Republic, they, they know, they know this. The cartels right now are discussing whether the Republicans in this country are taking back the House. The cartels know that. I'm telling you right now. And they're going to say, okay, you know what? We may need to ramp up for the next few months. Yeah, because in January, February, they could be cut up, right? It could, yeah. be, it could be a little difficult. Yeah. Those are discussions happening. So we could see uh, that the numbers actually continue just exponentially to it's increase. It's hard to imagine that they could go up, but they, they probably will. It's just, it's insane. We, we've been saying that for for probably the last nine or 10 months, could they continue to go up? And they have been. Yeah. You, in your storied career, uh, we think of you uh, with the Customs Border Protection Agency, but you worked for the FBI a long time. Of course, you worked for local police in LA, but uh, the FBI director, he kind of hinted that he's not on board with this, but he hasn't spoken up. His voice could really make a difference if he came out and said, listen, I can't keep protecting this country if you keep letting these people in. Does he, does he step up to the plate, you think? I hope through resources that he will, but publicly, I don't think he's going to continue to speak up. Look, he only one time that I've heard, and this was during congressional testimony, congressional, right, yeah. where he was asked a direct question. And I found he gave a direct response. And he said our open borders are a national security threat. And oh, by the way, he also talked about it's a threat with respect to criminal Right. Uh, uh, activities well, because he also knew that criminals are coming across murderers, rapists, pedophiles, aggravated felons, gang members every day. Right. But but he had to be asked that question. He, he's he got the old, I think, you know, 20, 30 years ago, a mentality that, well, we're just going to be quiet and let our work for speaks for itself. I'm sorry, John. I, I spent 20 years in the FBI. Those days are gone. Are gone. Uh, people are questioning the work of the yeah. FBI now. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the reality. And so I think as a director, I, I think he's got to reshift his approach. I think he needs to be more public. He needs to be out there and he needs to be honest with American people about the threats that are coming across the border and tell the American people specifically what actions the FBI are taking as part of their constitutional responsibility and their mandate to protect this country. I don't see it happening, though. After 9-11, the FBI told us, see something, say something, right? But they aren't saying very much about what I know they're seeing at the border. Well, it seems like such a missed opportunity. Well, it is, John. And look, the one thing, look, there's a lot of things we learned on 9-11, but the, the monumental shift after 9-11, we went, and the FBI was leading the charge, we went from a reactive law enforcement agency to a proactive, preventative national security entity driven by intelligence. So now we have the cartels, but we're still going after the cartels 
like we did 40 years ago, yeah, like we go changed, after right? an Italian mob. We haven't changed their approach. We haven't taken the lessons we learned about terrorist attack and applied to the cartels. That's what we should. Now, look, whether we label them terrorists or not, there's pros and cons of that. I, if, so, if, 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 if the president said tomorrow we're going to label them terrorist organization, I'm not going to disagree. The, the, the important thing is, is we should go after the cartels with the same whole of government approach, commitment and resources that we go after the terrorist organizations. And we're not. Because yeah, we know when we do that, it works. It works. We have our, Mark Morgan, it's always an honor to have you on this show. You speak the truth and you have solutions, though, in a, in a city that often has a lot of excuses. It's always great to have you. You bet. Thanks, Thanks Sean. my friend. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash Just News. Welcome back, everybody. We have a very special guest. If you've been watching the parents' movements in this country, you have seen Tiffany Justice on the front lines 24-7, making a difference with Moms for Liberty and in school communities all around this great nation. She's joining us right now. Tiffany, great to see you again. Great to see you, too. It's an amazing thing. You, you take the calendar of 2022, all the elections that occurred from March on for actually February, I think, is when it started, 
all the school boards that you've already reshaped, some of the state school boards now, uh, it's quite a year. There's a lesson here for parents, right? You can make a difference. You can make a difference. And, and every action you take and every vote you make uh, makes that change happen. And I just want to be clear, um, I'm one mom, right, helping to lead this organization with Tina Deskovich. But this really is happening because of over 100,000 parents and community members who recognize now, as you said, that you can make the change you want to see. There was, a, I think, a long time in politics, the idea that there's just nothing we can do. Ah, it's the system is the system. We're, we're the little guy. We can't get it done. The pandemic occurs. People start seeing what their children are seeing. It's like that fear went away or that despair went away. And now people are doing it. What are if someone wants to get in the game now, you've created a model for training people, getting them ready. How do they enter? What's the, what's the entryway? And what's the process to get ready to be a warrior? So we have 250 chapters now in 42 states. We want to have chapters in all 50 states. And we'd like to have a chapter of Moms for Liberty in every single county in the United States. Um, so if you go to our website, you can click on the map and see if we have a chapter in your county. Right. If we don't, you can click to start a chapter and you just need 10 like minded friends. And I know on some of these issues, it seems like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. There's so much information. And then we as moms and dads put a lot of expectations on ourselves. But I'm here to say that just staking out that putting the stake in the ground, creating that baseline of fundamental parental rights being recognized in your your community is the place to start and you can make that happen. And it seems to be an issue. Everyone says, well, this is a conservative movement. It's actually much larger than a conservative movement. It's just a parent's movement. No matter what your political stripe, knowing what your child's being taught and being able to have a say on it is so important. When people like Eric Swallow, I think a few days ago, made this incredible comment, which is, oh, if you let parents have a say in education, it's like the patient operating on themselves. It's such a silly statement. But there's this mindset among bureaucrats and elitists that parents no longer matter. We got to get them out of the way. They're, they're, they're a nuisance. How do we change that beyond the electoral process? What are some of the tactics that Moms for Liberty and your grassroots army have used to start to change educators' mind in the front lines? Building relationships, that's really the first it? step. It yeah. really is so incredibly important. I think, you know, people ask me sometimes, what were parents really worried about? Was it the woke ideology? Was it the COVID mandates and lockdowns? Right. I think all of those things, that, that's a yes. They were concerned about all yeah. of these things. But the most concerning thing to many parents is when they stood up, and they spoke out and they brought the concerns to the people that they had elected or who had been elected to represent them they were shut down. Yeah, they were. Um, the mics were cut off, the school board meetings, they tried to change it. It's an input, right? And so when we look at that, that shutdown of parents, parents need to stand up and say, no, you are going to listen to me. You are elected to serve us. And that's so incredibly important. So we have seen now moms and dads all over the country doing lots of different things, starting Moms for Liberty chapters, building those relationships with the superintendent, with the school board members, really knowing and learning what's happening in their district, not being a to ask questions. And then if those questions aren't answered, doing FOIAs, doing public records requests to get that information and then putting it out. Um, one of the coolest things that our chapters have done, the age of information has been a blessing yeah, in many has, ways, right? Yeah. right? And so we get to see now what's happening in different states. And we know that what happens in one state could be happening where we are. And so parents now are really advocating. I use the analogy of a bike helmet, um, that you don't put a bike helmet on your child because they've been hurt on a bike before. You put a bike helmet on your child because you know the potential is there, yep. right, to get hurt. Yep. And you've seen other children get hurt and you say, well, I'm not going to wait for my child to get hurt to, to be take some preventative measure. Uh, American parents around the country are saying, I don't need for a girl to be raped in the bathroom in my child's school before I recognize that girls need private spaces protected, right? We don't need every county to be loud in county. So parents, again, standing up in their 
own community, going to those school board meetings and speaking out, having their voice heard. It's an amazing opportunity to get your message out. Have you found, uh, is there a great example of where relationship building, obviously sometimes in the board meetings, there's, there's a temperature to the meeting and people have got emotion. Uh, the bureaucrats are trying to stifle this conversation. Where have you seen examples where conversations break through relationships actually start to create change? Absolutely, we have, and it's really exciting. So uh, Bedford County, Virginia, uh, we have a chapter chair there, Amy Sneed. She has worked in lots of different ways with her school board, building relationships. And they had somewhat of a mixed board of liberal and conservatives, but they all rallied around something called a parental rights resolution. It started in Bedford County, Virginia. It is amazing. So you can go to our website, momsforliberty.org forward slash pledge. And and you look there, we have a parent pledge. Anyone can take it, whether you're a mom or a dad or a community member, or you're an elected official or a candidate. And you can stay. This is where I stand on parental rights. I have taken the parent pledge. But beyond that, what can you do as an elected official? We have resolutions there. Um, And there are resolutions that are crafted for the 15 states where there are parental rights solidified as fundamental rights in your state through statute. And then there's one for the other 35 states where we haven't gotten yet. And that's what I'll talk about next. But this resolution is a way for every level of government in your community to say, we stand with parents and recognize that parents have that fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their child. And so they ended up having a unanimous vote on a parental rights resolution, which to us was a huge win. This is not a partisan issue. No, it's not. Every parent has a line. We may not have crossed yours yet, right? But I promise you, there is a line at some point where you will stand as a parent and say, no one else gets to make this decision for me, right? And so really what we're trying to do is bring parents together past politics, past the differences in religion, and really focusing on that principle of you as a parent having the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of your child. When people listen to you, and I've had a lot of people say this to me, and when I listen to Tiffany, I hear common sense, and it seems like common sense went out the window for a while in public policy. There's been this crazy emotional uh, ideology that's been cast upon us and involves shame and all those things. But once people start to hear common sense, you pull, pull all the way. It seems like people of all different political stripes say, of course we have to be there. That's where we have to be. Are you beginning to see people that are Democrats, independents crossing over and saying, I want to join this movement? Absolutely, we have. It, it, and, and I'll just be honest about this. I mean, you know, 76% of the 270 candidates that our chapters endorsed for school board had never run for political office before. These are first time candidates. Amazing. It is. It's yeah. really great, right? But a lot of our moms and dads voted for Obama. Some voted for Hillary Clinton. Some might have even voted for Joe Biden. And, and, and it just has been this steady march towards uh, our rights being taken away uh, and our, our, our freedoms being curtailed and and where did, how far do we have to go? And so, you know, a lot of people have talked about these the, the midterm elections and whether it was good outcome, bad outcome. What we saw from school boards was the fact that people came out to vote and they voted for parental rights candidates. So yes, we are seeing people coming together around these principles. Uh, did some of our federal candidates miss the chance to di- dive deep, more deeply into this issue? Glenn Youngkin, Youngkin owned it in Virginia, and it really made a difference. Is there a platform for federal candidates, congressional candidates, to engage on this more effectively than maybe they did in the last election? Absolutely, and I would say if they want to win, they need to. They have to, right? Right. Yeah. This is a hard issue, yep. and I think yep. what many have done for a long time in politics, and especially the progressive far left, is play on people's hearts. Yep. But these are issues that affect 
all of us. And, and when you talk about our children, I mean, there's no truer love than a mother for their child. Uh, they underestimated how hard we would fight to protect the future of our children in this country. And so uh, we're building an army of moms and dads. And I think that elected officials need to listen to what the voters are saying. Yes, we're concerned about the economy. Yes, we're concerned about crime. Uh, we're concerned about all of these things because it's going to affect our children's future. So talk to people about heart issues, what really matters. And when it comes to family and protecting your children, I mean, that's that's a that's a winning uh, equation. Yeah, it is. It's hard to believe that it isn't used more regularly because it really does connect. Um, a lot of conversations been K through 12, a lot of progress made there, a lot more progress still to be made. When I go around the country, people say, what are we gonna do about our colleges? Those are the final breeding ground of indoctrination before people go into the adult world and start to work. Uh, there seems to be some early experiments in Florida with Ron DeSantis. Is there a model and will Moms for Liberty also move into that front and make sure that the entire education experience as both parents and just common sense rights involved for students. Yeah, I mean, culture is downstream from education. I said that this morning when we spoke, um, it truly is so incredibly important. And so, yes, uh, as and it's so interesting, as our moms are getting involved for two years in, some of the, their children started in high school, but yep. now they're graduating they're going, and right? going to yeah. college. And so looking at a lot of different options, offering different pathways for kids um, so that college doesn't always have to be the, the ultimate goal. There are lots of ways that you can have a wonderful life and support your family. Um, and, and college doesn't necessarily always factor into that. And so coming back to that realization and helping um, in K through 12 to, for children to see other ways forward is important. But yes, you're absolutely right. Um, higher ed has been captured. Um, James Lindsay did a podcast, The Death of the University, yeah. The Strange Death of the University, where he talks about the United Nations, the UNESCO's um, 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. And when we dive into that and some of the things that they want to accomplish, they're doing that through our higher ed institutions. And the way to stop it is to not do it. Yeah. I know it sounds like common sense, right? I mean, when I ran for school board in 2016, um, there was an issue about boys and girls bathrooms that someone brought up. And, and I foolishly was like, well, that is that going to happen? That seems like that's yeah, not going to happen. happen right? yeah. I mean, in where I, nope, sure enough, it, it did, right? So when you see the writing, when you see the things that are being planned, we need to be open-eyed about that. Right. We need to not be scared to engage in that area. We need to understand what the plan is, and then we need to not follow their plan. Common sense, but it takes courage. And so our mission is unify, educate, and empower parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. The unify part is very important. Um, it is hard to stand alone and you can't make change by yourself. Our chapters start with just 10 like-minded people in any community. And then when you hold that torch of liberty, yeah. people come. They do. And they know what Moms for Liberty stands for. We've been very clear in our mission and our vision. And so um, I, I think just standing in your truth and then asking other people to stand with you and be brave um, can make all the difference. And I truly think it is the pathway forward for America. Yeah, it's a grassroots movement that just has so many different tentacles to it now. It has so much potential for the future. Last question. There's a lot of interest. Uh, Arizona has now made school choice more portable with money. Uh, I, I talked to Governor Kevin Stitt. He's starting that process in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Is that the next big wave opportunity for parents to realize I, get, I can create more uh, uh, connectivity and more selectability for me and my children if that happens? Are you excited about that? I'm excited. About, I mean, it all starts with an informed parent. Yep. That's the most important part. You cannot give informed consent. You cannot agree to things if you don't understand them. And we need to work harder to make sure that parents are making informed choices for their children. School choice 
is exactly that, right? It is an informed parent making a choice for their child. So we absolutely support education freedom. The message I would send to you, however, is the fact that there's still going to be a lot of children, a majority of American children in public education. So it's a yes and. We need to create more school choice opportunities. We as citizens need to look at the marketplace and see how we can help in that marketplace. If you're a business person, you have a role to play here. If you're on town council with regulations and different things in your community, you have a role to play. Everyone needs to, to contribute to creating educational freedom for children. Um, but, you know, honestly, education on the whole, whether it's private, we've seen woke ideology, we, you know, the, the real issue is that we have to stay engaged and, and watch. We have to pay attention. And then when we see things that don't align with our values, that don't stand in, in defense of parental rights, we need to call it out and not be scared or shamed out into silence on any of these issues. So yes, education freedom, you know, when you bring a parent to a point of understanding and they direct the education of their child, that's success. It is, that's the big win. Yeah. And you showed us all how to fight cancel culture and uh, silence. You don't have to take it. That's you don't, no. Nope. Yeah, amazing. Tiffany, amazing work. Such a great opportunity to have on the podcast today. Thanks for doing this. Thank you very much. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for listening. Really enjoyed the conversation today. Check out all the stories we have tonight. James Comer, the likely chairman of House Oversight, he'll be on the TV show. Listen up for that. I think we're going to make some news on that. It's going to be a fun one. All right, have a great night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit 
is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.